Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund. How's everyone doing today? Wow, how's everyone doing out there? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. As I said, we are being broadcast live on the E360 network. Powering us through Facebook Live, YouTube, Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire. Really, really excited about tonight on the E360 network. We're going to be doing a showcase and some of the other hosts, uh, Lauren Harris from Bathroom Moments, I believe a couple other people, um, the uh, the head of E360 TV. We're going to be doing that about 6 o'clock, so I'm going to muscle through uh, what we're talking about tonight. But those of you watching right now on uh, YouTube or Facebook, please like follow, whatever, keep up with what we're doing here. Um, we've got a movement going <laughs> and, and we're having a lot of fun. And those of you in the chat, you guys, please network, talk, uh, comment. You guys have a nonprofit. You have somebody in need, tag them, whatever we can to draw attention to those that are need. You guys collaborate. You guys do what you do. You know what, you know the drill by now, but if you're brand new, don't be shy. Make friends. Everyone here is friendly. Everyone's safe here. Um, it's a very unfiltered, surly, surly, gratitude-filled group of people. Um, and, hey, my daughter just texted. Hey, nice to see her. I should say hi to her after this is over. Actually, hold on. You guys are going to bear with me while I say hi to my daughter. Um, <laughs> hold on. Two seconds. Okay. How funny. Anyway, so good to see you guys. Uh, actually, really good to hear from her. That's kind of She was kind of mad at me the last time we talked. <laughs> so that's always nice. Holy jeez. Um, okay, so let's get to this because we got some things today that are going to be fun. And I really want to get through all of it because I want to see it connect. Look, people love to talk about the mark of the beast. Well, maybe I don't know how much they really love it. It's not like it's talking about Cheerios and Flapjacks, but I mean, it's a buzzworthy topic. The mark of the beast. What is it? Is it the plant? Are we putting a chip inside of our hands or in our head? Or are we merging with man or machine? What is the mark of the beast? Who's the Antichrist? Like there's for years, years, years before I was alive, even since Jesus uh, was uh, gave his life for us. There's been the discussion of what this is ever since the Bible came out. Like, what is this all about? Believe it or not, um, there's some interesting stuff in Genesis about the new world order. There is. It's really there. But we don't have time to talk about that. But we are going to talk about what people believe the mark of the beast is, what it may be really. Um, we're going to get into that, but then we're going to tie it in with some beautiful, um, and it's a nightmare. Like, what I'm about to to go over with you is frightening, but it's legit and it's worth paying attention to. And here's the thing. You don't need to just take what I'm saying to you right now or anything I'm saying to you and don't take it as gospel. Don't take it as fact. I'm, I'm not telling you to do that. But if it hits you somewhere or it, may, it brings up questions or it makes you question things or it makes you curious and, and it makes you want to ask questions, that's great. That's the whole point of what we're doing. It's to, to provoke thought. It's to expand your mind. It's to disrupt your normal pattern of thinking because it's time to wake the bleep up. We've got a virus that has been sucked, like it's been like unleashed on the world. 
that was planned? Why would they plan it? Why would something like this be planned? Who would be so evil to do such a thing? There is no such thing as accidents when it comes to a global pandemic. It's planned. And the sooner you realize that it's been planned, the sooner and better off you'll be. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't think it's planned and you think it was some accident, I'm about to offend every sensibility you've had in your life. It's time to wake up to a reality of what the world really is and who we get to be. The reason why they say it's a spiritual battle, a spiritual war that we're fighting, a silent war, the reason they say that is because it is. This is not about sticks and stones and breaking bones. This is not about dropping bombs. Oh no, it's a spiritual battle. And so it's time to wake up to that reality. So we're going to have a really quick discussion. I'm going to get into this again. You don't, I don't want you to take anything I say as the gospel because it's not. I'm sharing with you my beliefs and what I think and also, and I, and if I'm reading something that I don't agree with, I'm going to say it. But at the same time, I want to expand the mind a little bit so we can break out of this pattern of going to the news for, going to the news for, well, our information, but it's not real. So let's have a really, let's get into this. Let's just not waste any more time, dadgummit. Let's have some fun. We need, to, we need to talk about the mark of the beast. While there are countless ideas and opinions about exactly what the mark is, this is mine and I stand behind it. It's vitally important right now during the COVID-19 scare and beyond to be vigilant the statistics simply do not add up worldwide. I'm sorry. The statistics simply do not add up to a worldwide lockdown that we currently we're currently under. And and yeah, the the global lockdown is happening. And what you need to be prepared for after this global national lockdown is a blackout. That's planned. You need to be prepared for it. I know what the news is saying. I know what some of the mayors are coming out and saying, but mayors don't know crap. Honestly, mayors have about the most about the same effectiveness as a bus driver. No offense, just saying, even though I'm the world's mayor, whatever. But the point is, like, you need to be prepared. Do you think they're going to go, yeah, we're going to have a blackout in 14 days? Do you think they're going to announce that? No, of course not. The global, the global... Lockdown is coming, and you need to be prepared for the blackout coming right after it. The, the hints are dropped everywhere. Trump is already saying Easter. I've been saying Easter, or when the lights are going to come back on, for two weeks now. Trump, in his press conference, said Easter, when it's, it, this is over. When he's saying it's going to be over. And I know people are like, well, screw Trump, F Trump, blah, 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 blah. Trump's not the bad guy here. And the sooner people wake up to realize that, yeah, he may be a piece of crap, but here's the thing. He's not the bad guy here. Holy freaking geez. Anyway, the, it's vitally important right now during the COVID-19 scare and beyond to be vigilant. The statistics simply do not add up to a worldwide lockdown. How many people have died from this? I understand that they're saying there's going to be more, but what about all of the other viruses that killed hundreds or millions and millions of people? We're not even at hundreds of thousands yet. They didn't lock down the globe then. Don't you think there's something else going on? Like, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off at this point that people have not woken up to the fact there's something else going on. Don't be so naive. Don't be little freaking sheep. 
come on. My mom doesn't like it when I yell on the show. I'm sorry, mama. So let me politely say it like this. <clears throat> it would be really, really nice of you guys to please wake up and to realize that there's more going on than some virus. In this article, I will show you exactly how I came to the specific conclusion about the ominous mark of the beast and how it plays into our current worldwide events. Revelations 13 and 14. To give a baseline to our discussion, this is how the Bible describes the mark of the beast in Revelation 13, 16 through 18. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. Note in that scripture, your right hand represents your works and your deeds, and your forehead represents your thoughts and will. Remember, the Bible is written in parables and foreshadowing, and like it's, it's not written like a James Patterson novel. If you read it like that, it's going to make you crazy. Or you're going to go, what is this? This isn't real. You can't read it that way. You may think I'm going to say that he referenced in the scripture is an individual called the Antichrist, right? It's not. It goes way, way deeper than that. The unfortunate end game for those who choose, notice I say choose, not forced, to take the mark of the beast is detailed in Revelation 14, 9-11. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. By the way, if you haven't already, share this video. Share this with somebody if you have the capabilities right now on YouTube or Facebook. Let's, that's too unfiltered for a few years. It, it, we're going to get into it. Revolution, th Revelation 13 is very clear about who gives the mark. And it's not a person called Antichrist. It's also clear in Revelation 13 that there are two different forces at work during the end times, the first beast and the second beast. The first beast, also called the beast of the sea, is the, is the one associated with the Antichrist system. This is the system we've been living under for hundreds of years. It's all too familiar system of oppression, fear, debt, and slavery. Yeah. I said that. The first beast is here. We've been living under the beast's rule. This whole time we've been alive. Think about that. I'm going to prove it to you. The first beast, also called the beast of the sea, is the one associated with the Antichrist system. 
This is the system we have been living under for hundreds of years. It's the all too familiar system of oppression, fear, debt, and slavery. Don't think for a second that slavery was not some master plan. The pharmaceutical industry, believe it or not, if you look at the history of psychiatry, you can trace it back to the history of slavery. Debt, the banking system that's been set up to screw you since the beginning. Oppression, fear, the war on terror, it's the endless war. Why? Because it's a, it's, it's a war that's never ending. The war on terror is fear. It was created. This is part of the system. The second beast, the beast of the earth, the false prophet system, which is also called the alliance, is the one that gives the mark. Here we go. This beast is a system that represents hope, wealth, and power to the people. If we take things back to verse 11 in Revelation 13, it becomes much clearer that the second beast, like a lamb, arises in the end times. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as, he, as a dragon, and he exercised this, exercised this, all of the power of the first beast before him. The first beast has lied to us about the mark. This is something, listen, this is going to make some people really upset. But what I've been talking about, and, and here's the reason I'm asking you to share it, because I know for a fact Facebook is going to suppress this, and so will YouTube. Fortunately, with streaming TV, no one can suppress anything. Thank you, E360 Network. But I'm telling you right now that Facebook's going to try to shut this video down. So if you can share it, I would really appreciate it. The thing is, I've been talking about this, and the reason I can bring this up is because the last video that I talked about this, I got in trouble with Facebook, and I've been in Facebook jail. Uh, I'll be, I will be in Facebook jail until April because of exposing this and talking about this. But don't think for a second that what I'm telling you right now, I, I, I stand behind what I'm about to tell you. And it's going to be eye-opening and painful for all of you, but religion is part of the first beast. The Catholic Church is part of the beast. I'm not talking about the people in the church. I'm talking about the system of the Catholic Church is part of the beast. They're part of the deep state. They're part of the cabal, the pedophile, the pedophile ring all over the world, the human trafficking epidemic that we have. It's all part of it. It is the beast. How and, and let me and, and, and if you don't think it's so, no man or no God should come before me, no, no one should put another God before me. Like, what do you think going to the Pope is to ask for forgiveness? Oh, and by the way, on his Twitter account, the Pope decides now you can go directly to God? Oh, thanks for permission, Pope. We, could, we can go directly to God anytime we want. Do you know why? Because God is inside of us. And when you are saved, so is the Holy Spirit. So don't think for a second that the Catholic Church is not part of the beast. The idea that the mark of the beast is some sort of ambiguous form of technology that somehow tracks your every movement better than an iPhone or Fitbit or allows you to pay without using cash better than Apple Pay or any other credit or debit card or has some facial recognition software like they're doing in China and several U.S. cities. 
and is given by the Antichrist is a non-biblical Jesuit idea that has been popularized by media controlled by the first beast. But it simply isn't true. One example of how we've learned to accept the idea that the mark of the beast comes from a person called the Antichrist can be found in season 8 of the popular TV series American Horror Story. I had to quit watching that show because that show made me wet my pants. In the series, a specific character is depicted as the Antichrist who rises to power. In a scene, the character even incorrectly quotes Revelation 13.1. And I stood upon the sand of sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. The writers of the series want you to think this verse refers to a single person, and that this person is the beast of the sea, the first beast, the Antichrist. In American Horror Story, this deceptive character has a suspicious 666 scar behind one of his ears. This is completely inaccurate and only further perpetuates the lie. This represents the misinformation widely believed by Christians and non-Christians alike. However, Revelation 13.1 teaches us that the first beast is the Antichrist system, the spirit of Belial and his many armies. And that's spelled B-E-L-I-A-L for those of you taking notes. The idea that there's an individual Antichrist is the most popular idea circulated throughout the world. But what's popular doesn't equal what is biblically true. It's only what the first beast wants us to believe. The first beast is the media too. The disinformation, the lies. How many, how many times do you have to be lied to by CNN, Fox, or MSNBC before you turn that garbage off? How many times do they have to get caught lying and misleading you before you turn it off and yet you still go to them for information? What's the freaking problem? It's like, well, I know if I do this heroin that it's going to make my heart explode, but I'm going to do it anyway. It doesn't make sense. I know it's, it's really, really inappropriate for me to drink a bottle of tequila and get in the car and drive with babies, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, guess what? It makes about as much sense as going to the news for your information. The two beast. The two beast in Revelation are the two beast in Revelation are conglomerates of two separate and distinct Luciferian agendas. Dark magic describes these agendas as right hand or left hand paths, light and dark, bad and evil. Notice I didn't say good and evil. To those who hold the belief that a single man will rise to power and somehow desecrate a temple, claim that he is God and be worshipped by the entire world, I want to ask you something. How could one man possibly overthrow the first beast, the deep state, the cabal, the elite who have almost complete control over current forms of government, media, and religion? Remember what I said at the very beginning? How could one man, no matter how powerful, overcome them all and rule the world as though he were God? It's impossible. One person can't. 
It takes an army of principalities and powers to accomplish a worldwide agenda on this massive scale. It takes a great left versus right deception. To throw us off the path of truth, the agenda has convinced us that we are the problem. We divide ourselves in every way possible and fight among each other. Religion, politics, gender. Like, what gender are you? What sex do you want to have sex with? Like, it's all to divide. To throw us off the path of truth, the agenda has convinced us that we are the problem. We divide ourselves in every way possible and fight amongst each other. This keeps us from learning the truth of who we actually are. It keeps us from knowing the truth of actually who rules over us, rules over us, who it has power on us, and what their ultimate goal is. The next purpose it has is to keep us blind from noticing when the second agenda arrives. The second agenda, when we encounter the mark of the beast, pay attention. The first agenda, although still plain in sight, has already been defeated by the second agenda. Read that again. The first agenda, although still in plain sight, has already been defeated by the second agenda. But to fully understand how events will play out, we need to look at how the first agenda accomplished dominion over the people of the world. Remember, the kingdom is about reestablishing our dominion over the earth. But what happened when Adam, when, when God created Adam and Eve, what happened? Adam sinned. Adam quit being the man he was supposed to be. And like people blame Eve for the first sin, but really we should blame Adam. And Adam lost his authority over the world because he disobeyed God. That's when sin was introduced. So we lost dominion. So guess who took over dominion? Satan. Satan became the ruler of this world. And that's why we have all the problems. The Federal Reserve Banking System. I hope you guys are ready for this. All money in the U.S. is controlled by a private central bank called the Federal Reserve. You don't believe me? Look it up yourself. As Mayor, Mayor M-A-Y-E-R, Rothschild in 1744, was born 1744 and through 1812, the godfather of the Rothschild banking cartel of Europe was quoted, give me control of a nation's money and I care not who makes the laws. The road toward complete control for the elites of the world hasn't been easy. In fact, it's been inching its way toward for a millennia. By researching the history of the central banks and the Federal Reserve System, you'll learn what a long path it's been for the first beast to gain control over us through deceptive banking practices, debt, and a system that sets us up for failure and slavery. Behold a Pale White Horse is a book you should read. Behold a great white horse. Pale white horse. Pale white horse. Yeah. Read that book. It, it honestly, it takes ev this little thing and it gives you the encyclopedia version. Every little nick and cranny and, and every little detail you can imagine, it's in that book and it explains us exactly how they're raping us. 
Entire books have been written on the subject. Oh, yeah. However, we've now reached the final phase. Moving past the transition from the first beast to the second into complete and total control of the second beast. The second beast will not rule through central banks. In fact, the second beast will the second beast will destroy those entities. Ask yourself, however, could a single man that is yet to come somehow do this on his own? Could he somehow be worse, more evil than the first beast system that, through their banking cartel, ran the world on the blood of human trafficking? Adrenochrome, anybody? Um, if you want to know what that is, hit me up. I'll send you some information on it, but don't go buy it. Drug trafficking? Do you really think the war on drugs is about stopping drugs? Satanic ritual abuse? What do you think happens in Hollywood? What do you think? Ho Look up the history of Hollywood. Pagan idolatry. Child sacrifice. Don't think that's real? You don't think child sacrifice is real? Do a little digging into the Clinton Foundation and what they were doing in Haiti. Slavery? Of all kinds. Human trafficking. The other form of trafficking is slavery. Do you think God would allow that? Or want that? The strategic, rejection, the, the strategic rejection of truth. God's word. These activities have all been hiding under our noses for hundreds of years while we toil away in day-to-day -day life trying to survive. The first beast, the cabal, is quite literally Antichrist. They follow the rules and laws of the Babylonian Talmud, and that is T-A-L-M-U-D, Babylonian Talmud, T-A-L-M-U-D, for you to look it up yourself, which is the most antichrist book in existence. Check this out. It teaches them that you and your loved ones are nothing more than cattle for their use. Cattle. So the way that we look at cattle, that's how they look at us. So, could one man be somehow more blasphemous to God than the current world we currently live in? Is one man really the second beast, or is it much more? It's time to open your eyes and to the real world we live in. Another reason we believe the Antichrist is a man because of the popular book series Left Behind, written by Freemason Tim Leher. Freemasons are everywhere. We, like, we read, this is the problem with reading these books. Like, we don't know the true agenda behind them. And you, all you have to do is change one word in a sentence and you change the entire meaning. We feed these things, we feed our mind with these books and we think that they're real. And we allow it to manipulate us and to change our pattern of thinking instead of just going to the truth and reading the Bible and trying to understand the Bible. Because most of these, like the motivational, the inspirational, the self-help stuff, it's all coming from the Bible anyway. All of those motivational quotes you see between girls' boobs on Instagram, they came from the Bible, ironically. The book series also popularized the idea of a rapture. However, the rapture doctrine in these books is highly misrepresented by distortions of what the Bible really says. This is a huge topic that I'll need to cover in another article. I didn't write this, obviously. But for now, I'll just say that if you're getting your theology or end-time beliefs from Tim... It's pretty much the same thing as getting your news from Anderson Cooper or Rachel Maddow. 
RFID chip implants. So you already have RFID in your phone, you have RFID in your credit card, and you have RFID in your watch. So you've probably noticed that anytime someone mentions getting an RFID chip, people start to scream, Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast. But throwing out the term Mark of the Beast over RFID chip implants completely cheapens the massive and worldwide event that is going to be the true mark. The real mark is based upon biblical truth and actual historical events leading up to a worldwide quantum currency reset. Let me back up really, really quick. I've been talking about a currency reset. I've been talking about a global reset for two weeks now. Pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on. This is why I'm telling you, be prepared for a blackout. People usually conjure up fantastical ideas that one day the entire world is going to turn upside down and everyone will immediately know that the end is here. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to believe. But we don't live in the movies the enemy has shown us. Remember, 2,000 years ago, nearly everyone missed the first coming of Yeshua, Jesus, because they were all looking for a king. Someone they deemed worthy of being the Messiah. No one took, those of you that are not familiar, no one believed Jesus was the king. He performed miracles in front of people and still people thought that he wasn't Jesus. They, they just, it was, he was in plain sight and they, they was there with them and they were so blind. And I swear to you, if Jesus was here right now, we wouldn't notice him either. In fact, we'd probably kick him in the nuts and throw him down a hill. Just like in those days, looking for a sign today that says 666 and some sensational RFID technology is not rooted in reality, even if the idea fits with what we think will happen. Furthermore, the RFID implant is a technology that could potentially be forced on you. The mark of the beast will be freely chosen by each individual, not forced upon them. So this is interesting. Because there's a belief right now that with this nationwide shutdown, that there's going to be forced determined. Is it determined where they basically detain you? And they're going to put the vaccine in you. And the vaccine, on the word on the street is, the vaccine is what actually has the virus in it, which also has the chip in it. That is a very strong belief in the, well, the world that I like to play in. <laughs> we'll just leave it like that. But you need to listen to this. Because this part, and when I've, and you look back at past episodes, and if you want to know the episodes I'm referring to, I can point them out to you. Um, but one of the things I talk about is Albert Pike's letter. And you can Google Albert Pike, um, the letter. It's in the National History Museum too. And it basically is a letter that lays out the plans for all three world wars. Again, Albert Pike 1796 or something like that. I forget the year that he wrote this letter, but it was laying out the plan for all three world wars. But the other thing too, that you, you need to understand the rules of engagement. It's in, I'm pretty sure where this, this next line says the rules of the cabal, the way that I understand the rules to be. And, um, from the, well, 
just from the way that I understand it and know it, is that they have to tell you what they're doing. The bad guys do. They have to expose it. They have to, remember, we have to choose to accept the beast. We have to choose it. It's not going to be forced on us. We can't be tricked into taking it. We choose. We choose to be disobedient. Where do I want to go with that? Like it's a choice. We have the choice. God gave us the right to choose. So we're not going to be tricked like a bunch of, you know, it's not like someone's going to um, slip us a Mickey, so to speak. You know, we're not going to be given the date rape drug equivalent to the mark of the beast. It doesn't work that way. We choose it. We choose it. And the way that the rules are laid out for this cabal is they have to tell us what they're doing. And the crazy thing is, it's been hiding in plain sight in front of our faces for how hundreds of years? Maybe longer? But the reason I bring this up is because it, it's assumed that we're going to be forced to do something. No, they've been warning us. The original George Bush talked about the New World Order in speech after speech after speech. You can see congressmen and different presidents and different leaders talk about the need for a New World Order. What in the heck do you think they're talking about? You go to the Vatican website, you can see where they talk about universal income. You can go and look on the CIA websites where they've unclassified documentation and this stuff is hiding in plain sight. Agenda 21, Agenda 22, Agenda 2030. Like, it's there for you to read on official government sites. It's saying what they're doing. What do you think smart cities are going to be? What do you think 5G technology really is? But we're going to sign up for all of it because we want. We want the, the goodies that comes with it, not understanding what we're really taking or accepting. Lucifer and his armies are required to work within a specific set of rules. This is very important. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm so happy this is going to go into it because it explains it, but this is how it works. The rules are a body of spiritual principles that they must follow in order to be allowed to exist. The rules are a body of spiritual principles that they must follow in order to exist. God's principles, the devil can use them too. If they don't closely follow these benevolent spiritual principles and forces, they can't achieve their goals. They're using God's principles, in other words. In other words, unless we give them our permission, they cannot achieve what they set out to do. I didn't read this ahead of time. Just letting you know, this is like, this is right on. The rules are universal laws that cannot be preempted, avoided, or worked around. The devil can use God's principles too. God's principles work for everybody. However, there's consequences to not being obedient in those principles. Malevolent forces, malevolent forces, malevolent, I don't know that word, or fallen angels and disembodied spirits of Nephilim, or demons, cannot do anything without our consent, and that is outside of biblical prophecy. You have the, when you, if you have spirits and you're getting attacked, have spiritual attacks, 
You have the authority to get rid of them. You don't need somebody else to deliver you from demons, by the way. You have the authority. But when you're disobedient to God's law, when God says, this is what I've commanded of you to do, this is my rules, and you say, you know what, God? I don't like your rules very much. I'm going to do this instead. That is you giving permission to the demons to take over. That is you giving the permission to the demons to wreck you. That is you giving permission to the demons to give you those consequences that I was talking about. It may be those consequences that they continue to seduce your pants off. And you're like, yeah, demons. Yeah, yeah. I like this demon stuff. This demon stuff's fun. I get to have all the kind of fun. I get to do all the drugs and have all the sex and eat all the food. I get to do whatever I want. And next thing you know, you're dead. Or next thing you know, you're sacrificing a child. Or next thing you know, God knows what those demons are going to have you do. Wrecking your car, abusing your wife. But then you're going to go, well, I had a bottle of tequila and two A-balls of cocaine. It's a demon. But you gave that demon permission to take over when you chose not to be obedient. This is exactly why prophecy is so subjective. You guys think I'm crazy yet? Just curious. This is exactly why prophecy is so subjective. If there were too many specifics given within prophecy instead of parables to be interpreted at the correct time, the malevolent, 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 oh man. I need, somebody pronounce that word for me. <sighs> Melvoint forces would be locked into fulfilling prophecy in one specific way. That would suggest a deterministic God, but this couldn't be further from the truth. Think of prophecy like a hurricane spaghetti model. Certain paths end up merging into one at certain times. In prophecy, these alignments are based upon the decisions we as people make that are presented to us by the principalities of the powers of the air and executed by wicked people who hold positions of high power. That was a lot. But the ultimate decisions remain with us. That The idea of a worldwide RFID chip forcefully implanted in every single person doesn't follow the very laws that the dark cabal must follow. Say, however, that for some reason that were to happen, what system would the RFID chip even run on? How would it operate any differently from your current IP address, cell phone, or bank account? Well, the blockchain, that's one way. How, exact, how exactly would it work to connect all people in all places? 5G technology, I'm telling you the answer. You see, the chip itself is super flush when you take it to the logical conclusion. I'm telling you, you do it with an, maybe it'll get to that, but you do it with the blockchain. That's the point of 5G technology. Inside, something revolutionary must happen that has never been uncovered, understood until this time. Something like a new quantum financial system. And here we go. This is what they were talking about. Nezra, Jezra, and St. Germain. Nezra began, began with St. Germain. This is an event that has been in the works throughout all of human history. St. Germain is one of the most key figures in the New Age belief system and is said to have been an ascended master. But his spirit is ancient. It goes far beyond what we know as the human saint of Germain. A better description of him is the fallen angel known as Lucifer, who is also called Gadriel. The book of Enoch references Gadriel 
and calls him the angel who deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden. It's been documented that in 1729, St. Germain was working on the establishment funding of a New World Monetary Trust. The St. Germain World Trust now contains the majority of wealth that will be distributed to the world once the new financial system reset takes place. The St. Germain World Trust now contains the majority of the wealth that will be distributed to the world once the new financial reset takes place. And that answers that question. Holy jeez. Today, St. Germain's World Trust Prosperity Program is known as N-E-S-A-R-A and G-E-S-A-R-A. Learning something new, folks. NESARA stands for National Economic Security and Reformation Act. It applies only to the United States. Now this is... Holy jeez. While JESRA, the Global Economic Security Reinforcement Act, applies to the rest of the world. For centuries, elite families who follow the light or the agenda of the second beast, the beast of the land, have been contributed to this world trust. St. Germain specifically stated that the money in this world trust would be used in the future for prosperity and humanitarian purposes. Oh boy. Now, after over 250 years of contributions by the rich and elite followers of light and compounding interest, St. Germain's world trust is over one quadrillion dollars. That is one with 45 zeros behind it. And it, they write out the number, that's a lot of money. It's important to know. And by the way, anyone wants this information, I'm happy to send it to you. Just message me on Facebook or whatever, or comment, I'll send it to you. It's important to note that the United States was none other than St. Germain's own Masonic experiment. The reason there's a program specifically for the United States and separate worldwide program is because the U.S. determines to a large extent what happens to the rest of the world. That's true. When you have all the the bombs and the military, you can pretty much, in a printing press, you can do whatever you want. This was St. Germain's plan from the very beginning. The World Trust will be launched in the U.S. under the name Nessera and will be the first country to distribute prosperity funds. There's a lot more there, but... Let's go to draining the swamp, the false prophet system. Okay, I'm gonna read. I'm not gonna have time to do the other thing I wanted. Dr. Harvey Francis Bernard, a Louisiana graduate in the systems philosophy, an engineering consultant and teacher, created Nessera proposal during the late 1980s and early 1990s. He printed thousands of copies for his proposal titled "Draining the Swamp: Monetary and Fiscal Policy Reform" in 1996. So draining the swamp started in 1996. Like this is not something Donald Trump came up with. Go figure. Didn't know that. Draining the swamp. Sound familiar? Although the mainstream narrative states that the proposal died before ever gaining traction, the truth is actually quite different. It's said that Nessera was secretly passed by the U.S. Congress in March 9, 2000. The military forced Bill Clinton to sign it into law under threat. Yes, the military. 
the ones who are behind the entire worldwide QAnon movement and part of the second B system. What? They actually forced Clinton, a dark cabalist who is in part of the first B system, to sign Nessar into law. I'm sweating right now because if you remember at the very beginning of this, I didn't say good or bad. It said, would it say bad? It said bad or evil. Oh, I got to find this again. Oh my gosh. Um, it said, what did it say? Help me out, somebody. This is why I need a producer in my ear. Talk to me, 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 talk to me. Um, good or bad, good or bad. It says good or bad. Great left for... Um, I don't know where it went. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's... This whole time I've been sitting here going, but how can, is it double bad happening? Is that what this is? If it's a, if that's a B system too, but it's being ushered in like it's good and the United States is behind it, what the bleep is going on? Although the mainstream narrative states that the proposal died, well, that we've already read that, um, Oh, my head is, is, oh, okay, here we go. Jessera is part of the Paris Agreement that was signed into law in 2015. Remember, Trump took U.S. out of the Paris Agreement in 2019? The simple reason was the U.S. is not part of Jessera. We have Nessera, the version that's specific to the United States. The move had nothing to do with climate change. I knew climate, this climate change thing is, ugh. as a program, Nessera can be viewed from a couple different perspectives. The New Age system, uh, the New Age says Nessera is a spiritually directed financial program that can be attributed back to St. Germain. It was designed to provide a new economic system for the world during the time of transition. The transition they mention is happening right now with Donald Trump, the White Hats and QAnon eliminating the cabal or deep state and draining the swamp. The power is shifting from the dark cabal, the antichrist system to the alliance, the false prophet system, from the first beast to the second beast as we discussed earlier, or as QAnon likes to say, from dark to light. However, this is a false light masquerading as a real thing, promising humanity a glorious future after the cabal is taken down as a false future. My head's about to explode. Oh my God, I need more time. The New Age says that the current time of transition is from the Piscean Age of the Age of Aquarius. Saint Germain says that he is the teacher of the Aquarian Age. Unfortunately, he'll never get to have his own millennial reign after the financial reset. Why? Because he's Lucifer and this is the mark. Quite literally, the last prophecy before the return of Jesus. Oh, I'm about to wet myself. The world trust was supposed to be distributed to the world at the beginning of what St. Germain called Christum's second millennium, or the year 2000. However, as Y2K started to get closer, it became clear that the dark cabal who controlled the world was not about to let that happen yet. Additionally, many, many biblical prophecies had not been fulfilled. Next, Nessera was set to be announced on September 11th, 2001. Do you remember what happened then? 
The cabal blew up the World Trade Center to prevent it from happening. The gold that backed the new alliance economy currency was stored within the World Trade Center towers and was temporarily stolen by the cabal. By the way, I believe that we're going back to a gold standard too. Just saying. Could the gold now be stored in the global seed vault in Svalbard, which is S-V-A-L-B-A-R-D? We don't know for sure, but the global seed vault is in, is guarded under lock and key and weaponly and weaponry like no other place in the world. Basically, it's this bunker. I forgot where it is, but it's an S-V-A-L-B-A-R-D, and it's a seed vault. It's pretty impressive. You should Google it. I've seen pictures of it before, and it's very impressive. 9-11 was the perfect example of how the hand of biblical prophecy simply can't be forced. While we are in the end times in 2001, the seven-year tribulation, tribulation had not yet started. More prophecies still needed to be fulfilled. As a collective humanity had to yet agree to certain spiritual tests given to us by principalities, the hurricane spaghetti model of possible outcomes still had too much uncertainty as to what humanity would spiritually agree with and consent to. Today, however, we see a record number of people proclaiming spirituality, rejecting Jesus as Savior. Oh yeah, one God will work. One God? Yeah, one God for everybody. Oh yeah, Jesus, he, he was a prophet. Jesus was just a good dude that came and you know he decided that he was just going to give up his life for other people, but there's no salvation. No. Whatever. Psychopaths. The verse two, the verse Second Timothy three five explains it as such: having all form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. The faction behind Nezra and Jezra consider themselves to be working for the light, the system that is in opposition to the cabal. But remember how we discussed that it's not bad versus good, but bad versus evil. Holy bleep. I'm sorry, but I've been saying this for a long time. I don't understand how evangelists or the, the what do you call them? The evangelicals or evangelicals? Yeah. Like, I, like, Trump wasn't a good guy. I mean, I understand that God can use anybody and God will use bad people. But like, it's not like he's, of course, I mean, I'm not either. I'm not, I'm no better than Trump is. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, but I mean, it's like, how can all these people throw, they think he's the chosen one, but what if he's part of the freaking problem? Like, I mean, these are interesting questions to ask, right? Like Putin, Z or Chi or whatever the Z, XI, the dude from China, like they're not good people, but like, what if they're the ones fighting the evil? Putin is not a good dude, but what if he's the good guy in this case? Like, what if that's possible? Like, seriously. It's bad versus evil. Just because the false prophet system is taking down the Antichrist system doesn't make the false prophet system good. Although, it sure will sound like it when it's presented to us. These people who are now working directly with Donald Trump to bring about the new worldwide quantum financial system. Most of the people working defeat, to defeat the cabal and in the Fed are in the U.S. military. Since Nezra failed in 2001, they decided that there is no sense in unveiling it to the people until the dark cabalists were first removed from power. 
That's what's happening. This virus, people are going away. Bad people, the evil people are going away. The pedophiles are going away. That's what's happening right now. Why all this is going on? Why there's a blackout? Why there's a global shutdown? It's because there's other stuff going on. This is exactly what Trump and QAnon are doing, along with the assistance of other alliance countries such as Russia and China. I just said that. Wow. There are many others. Events are now in line with biblical prophecy. Holy freaking geez. Beyond that, many in the New Age claim that the current incarnation of Saint Germain, Saint Germain is in fact Donald Trump. This is nearly here to release the prosperity funds from St. Germain's World Trust. Why? Because those who were controlling the current monetary system of central banking are simply no longer in control. Remember all those CEOs? Google the list of CEOs that have stepped down from 2019 to now. There's more going on. I got seven minutes. Can I do this? Oh my gosh, there's a lot. I'm going to have to do two parts to this. I've got to be on... Okay, this is the last part uh, that I'm going to do. We'll do part two tomorrow. Holy geez. What Nezra will do for us and the rest of the world. We'll do part two tomorrow or I may do a morning show. I don't know. But we'll c come back tomorrow. We're going to do the rest of this. But what Nezra will do for us, the US and the rest of the world. Now, take a breath. Remember how the, remember the amount of money in the Saint Germain World Trust has reached a number of one in forty five zeros. Nezera funds will first be used to buy out all oil corporations, banks, pharmaceutical cartels, and zeros out all of their debt. Once all of those funds are paid out, the remaining funds will be distributed to the people. Here's what they oh my. Here's what they plan on doing it with for every citizen who signs a personal contract with the new alliance. Forgive all mortgage, bank debt, credit card debt to the cabal's illegal banking and government activities. Brittany was right. Eliminate the Federal Reserve System. Abolish income taxes. Abolish the IRS. Create flat rate, non-essential, new items only sales tax revenue to fund the new government. Drastically increase benefits to senior citizens. Return true constitutional law to all citizens and courts. Establish new presidential and congressional elections within 120 days of Nezra's announcement. I've been talking about this, but this is the details. I swear to you, go back over two, it's 555 people. Go back over, go back over. The last two weeks of my shows, I've, three months, two months, the last two months I've been talking about this. Return or establish new presidential and congressional elections within 120 days. Create a new U.S. currency, the rainbow currency, one backed by gold, silver, platinum, and other precious metals. End, bank, end the bankruptcy of the United States initiated by FDR. Stop all special interest groups. Closely monitor validity of elections. Establish worldwide peace. U.S. troops will be brought home from around the world as peace is declared. In alignment with the Constitution, there will be no standing armies, and that will be permanently observed. Holy jeez. Release enormous sums of money for humanitarian purposes. Enable the release of thousands of suppressed technologies currently being withheld from the public under the guise of national security. 
This includes free energy devices, anti-gravity devices, sonic healing machines. There's 6,000 technologies will be released initially. I'm surprised. Oh, followed by the release of 60,000 more. I'm telling you, I work with products and from around the world. And I'm telling you right now, there's some amazing technologies that the United States has no clue about. UV, UVRLX is one of the most powerful technologies I've ever seen in my life. And no one even knows about it. But it, like, will change your life. Nezera and Jezera will create an entirely new system of worldwide currency that's fully transparent. How do you make it fully transparent? Bitcoin, anybody? Cyber currency, anybody? It's backed by gold, not governed by bankers, and it runs on the blockchain. Oh, just said that. An unchangeable, unhackable, ledger-driven accounting of every transaction ever made. This offers full transparency and privacy, and it's 100% traceable. Even though the U.S. was on the gold standard before Richard Nixon took us off of it in 1971, this time will be very different. Nixon took us, took the U.S. off the gold standard in order to create debt and make the Federal Reserve more powerful. The new gold, however, isn't coming from the Fed or any other country's central banking system. Rather, it will be coming from St. Germain's World Trust. This is an absolutely unprecedented in all of world history. Okay. Share this video out. I'm telling you. Part two. Tomorrow. It's going to be. It gets into really big meat. There's a pledge. I've got the pledge here. Do I have time? Before we the people can accept these funds. Each individual will be required to make a pledge. To use this money for humanitarian purposes. Or make some sort of large scale oath to humanity. Not surprisingly, there's already a blueprint for this. It reads as such. Upon this eternal oath, I'm not really doing it, I freely pledge to dedicate my mind to the discovery of knowledge. Yikes. Dedicate my soul to the pursuit of enlightenment. This sounds like some New World Order stuff. Dedicate my efforts to the process of abundance. Dedicate my existence to bringing all people in all places into unification. One world religion. And to dedicate my life and days upon this planet to the protection and abundance of human species. On this day, I take this eternal pledge. And it's got the Illuminati symbol right here. Wow. Okay, so tomorrow at 5 p.m. we get into the return of Christ. We're going to go back over this eternal oath. We're going to cover um, the final test, the final countdown. And then Jesus faced the same decision. Now it's your turn. God's not dead. Is it going to play? So, guys, thank you for watching. Um, share with your friends. I hope you enjoyed it. Not a lot of comments today. I mean, not us going back and forth, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it makes sense, and I hope you'll be back tomorrow, same time at 5 o'clock. And, uh,. I'm also going to get into some uh, Graham Cook tomorrow, Living in Dependency and Wonder. And if you don't know Graham Cook, Graham Cook will change your life. God bless you. I love you.